when I left my body and I became pure awareness, right? Um, when the, and then I was told all these messages about how I am a healer and I'm going to write books and my mission is to spread and help awaken the divinity within, you know, each and every soul, like, uh, because they awakened my divinity. Hello, and welcome to the intuitive woman podcast. My name is Tina Conroy. I am so grateful you are here as a professional intuitive medium Reiki master and yoga teacher. My intention is to explore intuition so you can gain clarity, confidence, and trust in your inner wisdom. I honor your spiritual growth. Thank you for listening. Today on the podcast, I have the beautiful Amber, better known as the Malibu medium. Amber and I have met through, of course, social media, and she is a presence that is a beautiful light. Amber shares her near-death experience that catapulted her into the beautiful channel that she is today. Her angel visitations, spirit visitations, and sharing the Akashic records. I know you will love this conversation as much as I have loved sharing it with you. I will leave all her information below. Amber also has a podcast, Your Light is Fearless. Enjoy. Welcome, Amber, to the Intuitive Woman podcast. I am so thrilled to have you here and to introduce you to my listeners. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very excited to talk with you today. I I just want to say, so, you know, you are your title. I love your title. It's just the coolest title, Malibu medium. So, and if you're not following her, I want you to go check her out. Everybody. Let me just start there. How did that name come about? I know you're from Malibu, but it just, it just is such a perfect name for you. (laughs) Thank you. I, I guess I had a little fun with it when I was, you know, as I am an Akashic record reader, but where I started with everything was spirit communication. And I do communicate with spirit. And I think that, of course, I must have been influenced by the Hollywood medium, you know, and I was kind of thinking, like, what can my name be like, thinking about branding, because I'm a Capricorn, like we were just talking about. And I think I started to see maybe a big picture in the beginning with like what I was, you know, going to do. And I just thought it was catchy, to be honest. And I just thought, well, I live in Malibu and I'm a medium and I'm. (laughs) I love it. And, you know, it's so funny because we were we were just speaking offline. We're both Capricorns. And when I rebranded, I don't know if you know the story. So I was my podcast was uh, get into it with Tina Conroy. And I thought it was like the coolest little catchy thing into it. I N T U I T. I go to my first podcast conference to speak and I'm walking around with my little badge. And this is back in 2000, my goodness, say 15. And everyone's like, what's your podcast? What's your podcast? And I'm showing them my badge. I'm all excited. And they think it's QuickBooks because into it is that QuickBook. Yeah. Right. So that evening I did my first mastermind with women, a business woman mastermind. And they came up, we all kind of came up with the name, the intuitive woman. And I remember thinking, Oh, that's, 
like, am I the intuitive woman? Am I saying that I'm intuitive and that no one else is intuitive? I was like, so in my head, you know, I'm so Capricorn, like, but then I kept seeing like the bigger picture and the branding and thinking, okay, the podcast will change. I had the Facebook group change, the Facebook page change. There wasn't even Instagram then really. And it then fits you, right? It's like you put the boots on, you know, you put the shirt on and then it feels good. So I feel like, you know, it's similar. We're both like in that same headspace. Yes, definitely. I mean, and also it's, it was funny because I'm like, but I'm not just a medium, you know, I'm an Akashic record reader. I also do energy healing, but you know, I think at some time, at some point you just need to pick a name and, and allow yourself to be, you know, all of who you are without definition as well. So, yeah. Yep. I love that. I love that. So let's take us, let's go back a little bit. I always love to ask this question. So when you were growing up as a little girl, were you brought up spiritual, religious, both, neither? I would say my family is definitely more spiritual. My parents were, my mom was raised Orthodox Jewish and she was not, (laughs) she just, you know, she didn't want to raise me like that. And she really rebelled. I mean, she, I I also interviewed her on my podcast, but she joined a commune when she was like 13. And so she had become spiritual herself. And then my dad's father was, and mother were very spiritual. So I was raised spiritual for sure. I was introduced to different religions. I actually went to a Catholic high school, not because I was Catholic, but I, I was, I definitely was introduced to religion, but had a strong foundation of spirituality in my life. And my parents definitely supported that and reinforced that with how they raised us. I did hear your episode on the podcast and I will put the link to your podcast and all your links below. And I was so like, taken back with the whole story, your mom's story, the, her book, I know your mom wrote a book and it's mm-hmm. on my list because I'm one of these people that used to read three, four books at a time. And now I read maybe two books at a time. So I'm trying to get better on that. So I try to go through different lists. So she's coming up on my list because I just find that whole life of commune living and spirituality and, you know, was it in the sixties? Am I, am I right? Like seventies? Um, yes. I think it was in the late sixties. I should know this, but around that time, right. um, yeah, it was. And the, the most kind of, you know, crazy thing, I guess I, is that you probably heard in the interview is that the leader of the commune that she joined was, is my grandfather. Right. So that is a full circle thing. There's a lot of ancestral healing and patterns that I think are just part of my lineage. Sure. Yeah. When I was listening to it before I knew that part, I kept thinking, is that your dad? Was that your grand? I couldn't figure out who the, and then I realized who the connection was and, and and I got all that, which was pretty cool. Pretty, pretty cool. So Wow. Okay. So I don't think I've ever interviewed anybody that said like my mom was in a commune and my grandfather was the leader of it. <laughs> yeah, I, think I know. It's that's like, pretty cool. <laughs> yeah, for sure. My family, I thinking back, I didn't think it was abnormal, but you know, definitely maybe it wasn't as that, you know, it's not the norm, but you know, my, so my grandfather who is, it's my dad's father was just a, 
very spiritual and he had one of the first organic restaurants. He had a line of organic restaurants in Hollywood with my grandmother. And so they started this, this kind of movement of fine dining and organic food. And then it kind of took off and he had always been very eccentric, very strong in his personality. And so he he became a yogi and he started traveling and he was like best friends with Yogi Bhajan. And he, who now that I have, I just watched a documentary about that. I'm like, ah, not the best thing he, yeah. So he started naturally this commune and my mom joined the commune. You know, she didn't marry my dad until obviously after the commune, but so it's, it's very complicated, but Going back to like more how I was raised, my my grandmother was also psychic. She was an angel reader and my parents were the way that they, um, I guess, explored or showed their spirituality was that they taught us about how we can like be anything we want. We can dream big and that there we have there's the power in our mind and our thoughts. And um, so they kind of instilled that those kind of philosophies in me. And then I had my grandmother who, like I said, was an angel reader. So I grew up surrounded by a lot of support there, but no one in my family communicated with spirit. Even mm -hmm. my grandmother, she didn't communicate with spirit. And I had spirit visit me since I was a young child. So I would go to her to ask for advice and she would show me different things like protecting myself in white light at night. And she, you know, she did communicate with, with angels, but so when I would talk to my family about what I was experiencing, they were supportive. They didn't shut it down, but they had nothing to say. So I didn't really develop or go further into developing my mediumship because it felt almost like a dead, you know, a dead end or just like, okay, yeah, I have this ability, but I didn't really go, like I said, go into that path until much later in my life. Right. Now, do you believe, because I know that some people believe two different ways. Do you mm -hmm. believe the term mediumship is more of an umbrella for discarnate souls and departed loved ones, as well as um, guardians, masters, spirit, angels, like, are, Cause I feel that way and not everyone does. Some people think like mediumship is truly, you know, past loved ones, humans that have died. But I also feel like mediumship is all of those channels, right? Channeling earth, you know, other beings and angels, right? So it's sort of that whole umbrella. Are you on which side of the, yeah. No, yes. I'm, I'm on the side, I'm on your side because really to me, me that, you know, medium, it, we are a medium in between, you know, bridging the, the other realms and worlds. We're a vessel that we're channeling information or guidance, right? So um, I absolutely know that I couldn't imagine just saying, oh, I'm only going to communicate with past loved ones. Because once you open the door to other realms and to energy, to spirit, why would you want to narrow who you speak to? And yeah. actually, I, yeah. So yeah, I, I absolutely agree that, that I have the same definition. But so, right. And I, I thought so. I was pretty sure you did. So going back to your family and going back to your, to your grandmother, they had no understanding though, though of someone that, you know, transitioned or passed on or how you, how you were communicating with 
with souls or with humans or passed over. So how did your evolution go? So was this as a young child, you would go and they were supportive, but didn't, could, couldn't really guide you. Where did you go from there? Like, how did your, how did you move through the navigation process? So when I was, so like I said, I was growing up and I was having visitations by angels and I was having visitations by spirit, but I, I was afraid of spirit. So I tried to turn off my gifts as you can't, like you can't really, but I tried to, and I just tried to go down more of a normal path, I guess you would say. So I, I went to college, I studied art and and graphic design, and I got a degree and I got married and I had children and I was, you know, doing interior design. And then it was my near-death experience that brought me back to the world of spirit and really realigned me with like my true purpose. So it wasn't until I was around 39 that I started to develop, really develop. And, um, the role, you know, my parents didn't really have a role in my development. They, like I said, they they were supportive. So yeah, I don't know if I'm answering your question, but yeah, no. So you kind of, so it was a near death experience that kind of catapulted you to find yourself again. So it wasn't as if it was really gone. It's just that you were blocking it or afraid of it. And it was always within you, but then the near death experience brought it out and then took you further to where you are today. It kind of opens up the door more and more, or some people say, you know, a spiritual awakening, which I think there are many we can have. Yes. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So yeah. what it, what it did though, was so it was, what happened was when, when I left my body and I became pure awareness, right. The, and then I was told all these messages about how I am a healer and I'm going to write books. And my mission is to spread and help awaken the divinity within you know, each and every soul, like, because they awakened my divinity. And then when they dropped my awareness back into my body and reassimilated my consciousness, what I believe happened was because I had become one with source at one point in my journey and that near death experience, I had fully activated this this divine sense within. So when that awareness was dropped back into my body, it it opened up my awareness. I believe that's why I naturally found the Akashic records because I had this expanded state of awareness, but also it was, it gave me this conviction to communicate more fully with, you know, the divine realm. And it, it just put me so, um, steadily on that path to my spirituality. There was, there was just, no choice. I was like a different person. I just was Mm -hmm. anchored. That's, I guess that's how I can say it. I was anchored into the center of who I was. Um, it was, yeah. So it was after that experience, I was fast tracked, fast tracked on the spiritual path. I first studied for over a year and how to be, I studied with, um, master Stephen Coe, who's a pranic energy healer. So Mm -hmm. I, learned kind of that modality and then it just progressed. And then it was like, Oh, I'm going to open the world of spirit more fully. And I somehow found Danielle Serenk, who I know you know as well. And I kind of studied with her a little bit and, um, then it, but I guess I didn't explain the Akashic records also found me somewhere along the path there. Um, and I really think they literally found me. 
these guides and the records. If you want me to explain that, I will, but. I do. So I want to just go back. I didn't realize. So I did the, I did pranic healing as well. I've done a lot of different healings. So I'm aware of that. I think, I know there's many levels. I think I did, I don't know, one, two or one, two, three you know, along when I was going through Reiki and rising star and IET and therapeutic touch and, you know, all of it. And I love it. And to me, it's all energy, right? It's all beautiful energy, but um, it's interesting that we have that connection. So yeah, I love this lead in because I wanted to talk about the Akashic records. Um, I love for me, it's always a little bit of, um, a challenge, I guess, for me to understand them. Um, but very, very interested in them. And I always see you and I always think of you as like the Akashic record expert, um, you know, teaching and sharing. So let's go there. How do you feel the Akashic records found you? So it was, I don't know how many months after the NDE, I had this inkling like a thought that popped in my head, like the Akashic records, just, it came into my awareness, but so strongly. Right. So I thought, oh, you know, um, yeah. Okay. I had known about it. Like you said, in this very, um, I don't know, just, it sounds so visceral, like it's hard to put into words and it still is even, but so it came into my awareness and I thought I'm going to, um, go read the prayer that I knew Linda Howe had. I I didn't even, I just Googled like Akashic records, her prayer came up and I opened the Akashic records saying her prayer. And all of a sudden, as I'm speaking her prayer for the first time, a voice started speaking through me. And I had, you know, no experience really with channeling. I didn't even know what was happening, but my jaw was changing and I sounded like an Indian man. And it was a full, um, a full spirit. This, this guide came into my body and spoke the words out loud. And I just started pouring down like everything he was telling me. And he said, you know, this is the book of life. We're going to be channeling to you. We are a group of ascended masters. And the, and I think they were talking about the Kabbalah and all these things, And they said, get 12 notebooks. You're going to, we're going to write a book through you. Okay. So let me back up a little, giving you even more context than this. Before that happened, I had an experience in the middle of the night where I woke up in the astral realm. And so I was sleeping, but I was viewing what was happening. So I was looking at my body sleeping in my bed and I was seeing that there was three monks at the foot of my bed. They were wearing orange robes. They were bald. And at first I didn't really think like, oh, these are monks. Then I put the representation of what they were after, but I was like kind of scared, but I was like, witnessing this from the astral realm, I guess you can say. And they were surrounding me and they, then they went up to my wrist and they were inspecting my body and they were like, oh, she's going to have arthritis when she's older, which is weird to, to hear. Right. But then they were just looking at my body and talking amongst themselves. And I couldn't quite hear everything they were saying. And then all of a sudden they were on my surrounding my head And they tapped my third eye area and they whispered in my ear, pour oil on your forehead when you wake up, this is an initiation. 
Okay. So at that time I was already studying energy healing. And so I was talking to all my friends in classes, like, what do you think this means? What do you think this means? Like, I didn't quite know what it meant. And then in hindsight, now, when I look back at the chain of events and I, you know, had the awareness of the Akashic records come in, it all makes sense that I feel they were calling me to go into the records and that they wanted to, they wanted to channel with me, you know, information. And so my first experience in the records was so mind blowing and so life changing and so unexpected to channel like an actual voice that I would, I went and I got on Amazon, the 12 notebooks, and then I would keep opening my records. I had no training, no idea what was happening. I just told my wife and my parents, something is happening and it's going to change my life. And I know it sounds crazy, but there's a voice speaking through me and, but they were supportive and they were like, okay. And so I just wrote and wrote and wrote. So I have these notebooks that are filled with the channeled wisdom from these group of ascended masters. I haven't written the book yet, but I plan on putting it out. And I learned from them what the laws of the universe are. I learned from them all these spiritual concepts and then I would ask them questions. How am I doing this? How does this work? What is the Akashic Records? They taught me everything I know about the Akashic Records. I actually have goosebumps right now. Um, it's like even emotional. So I learned from the Akashic Records what it is and how to work with it. And then from there, I started to do readings because people were asking me to do readings and like just it took off from there. Wow. I'm like speechless, <laughs> but I, I, I just got to even roll back a little bit cause I'm following it and I'm, I'm seeing it, you know, for me, I see it. It's kind of, I see it all the time when you talk, and this is, you know, again, I'm going to get really granular. Remember I'm a Capricorn. So I'm like, <laughs> okay. okay, me too. When you say opening the records, Mm -hmm. what exactly are you doing? Are you sitting in a meditation? Are you saying a prayer? Are you doing any body movement? Like really like bring it down for me. Like what is opening a record? Mean? Okay. <laughs> so, so when I first opened the records, I read the, the Akashic prayer by Linda Howe. And I kept using that prayer to open the records. And then I got to a point where I would open the records with my awareness and I would just drop into my heart and go into what I called the void where I was out of my mind and I was aligned with my oversoul kind of aligned with my higher awareness where I was one with everything. And so it was a state of consciousness that I just would kind of get into because I learned it through experience, how that was kind of where you access the information from, because it is this universal consciousness and you're, accessing a still point of awareness that is one with everything that you're still able to, you know, you're aligned to your individuality, but you're accessing universal consciousness. So, so I do now open the Akashic records with my own Akashic prayer that I call the Akashic wisdom prayer, and you can get it for free on my website and everything like that. But I also, I use that more for 
maybe ceremony and ritual and readings because the way that they channeled that prayer to me too. And the way that they channeled it was kind of a, a way to get you into that frame of mind to open the records. But I do believe that we can open the records whenever we want with intention. And I think once you kind of have the practice of using the prayer, then you can kind of shift over to intention. And to be honest, I think that there's different layers and levels to the Akashic records. So I do think sometimes we're able to access more deep, deeper layers in the records, depending on how, where we are at with our energy. So, you know, there are times where maybe I go in and I ask questions that are more surface and I, I can meet the level of that more surface consciousness. And then there's times where you really need to, walk yourself through going into deeper layers and that that's more of a meditation and that's more of a practice of getting out of your mind out of your emotions there's actually um not as much emotion when you're working in the records because it's more information based and there's no judgment so you don't want to um aligned to the awareness of your your lower awareness and your your lower vibration you want to kind of go into that soul level of awareness wow so when so you personally can open you can personally open your own records meaning anybody is that what you're saying and then you as a reader open other people's records with their permission Oh, okay. I think I know what you're saying more clearly now. So no, no, everything okay. you said made sense, but I'm just even okay. going like deeper. Yeah. Right. Okay. So, so yeah, so you, so, so anyone can open their own records through prayer and intention. And also anybody can open another person's records in the same way with their permission. Okay. You can't open someone's records without permission because it's a, it's a breach of, everything really right sure. it's, it's not it's not um respectful and they won't give you information because what we have to understand is you have the akashic records itself which is the vibrational realm of all living souls and creatures um records which is really in my eyes it's their consciousness it's their it's the collection of their thoughts and choices and actions over all lifetimes and dimensions. So you have the, the actual just records itself in that very general way. And then you have the individual records of each person. And then it's guided by the guides and the masters and the teachers. And then you it's anchored in everyone's highest path and potential. So when you want to open someone else's records, they won't give you the information if you're trying to access um, guidance for, you know, that wouldn't be in the best interest of the collective, or if you're misusing your power by opening the records to maybe have, um, I don't know, just misuse it, financial gain, or maybe just like you want, like if you want to access you know, your ex-boyfriend's records to find out if he, you okay. know, like they're all to be like, uh, no. So, um, you, you have the records itself and then you always are calling upon the guides who are channeling the wisdom. Okay. 
All right. I understand a little bit more. I'm under, I'm under, I, I understand, I always understood it, but this is like just getting deeper. So most people will just kind of segue a little bit. Most people that come to you for an Akashic reading, is it similar? And I, I don't, I don't want to compare it, but I don't have anything to compare it to. Is it comparative to a intuitive slash psychic reading where there's like five areas they want to know about like relationship, love life, uh, finances, um, health, or is it like, that's so mundane? No, we're really going to talk about other things. You know what I'm saying? Like what, what would most people come to for an Akashic reading or what do so you see? The way that I work and that I facilitate a reading is to access the deepest layer of awareness that my clients have now and to go wherever they're struggling. So instead of to go to the general, well, I want to talk about, you know, health and I want to talk about this and that it's, it's more so what, what are you experiencing right now? That's a block only reveal to me what are your struggles or what you want to expand on because um let me see if I can explain this right our only reality is what we are thinking and feeling in the present moment so I really want to lock into their present moment because when I lock into their present moment all um perspectives can shift from their present moment it's almost like the trueness of who we are is our, again, our present moment. So I, I really just ask them to tell me what's going on in their life. Um, and it might all be about, uh, health. It might all be about business. It might all be about mindset, or usually it's all interconnected. Anyways, everything is always interconnected at the end. Sometimes they'll start with one question and then, I'll channel all this information and they're like, oh, well, you already answered all my other questions. And so then we'll go deeper. Um, the other thing is you, we, I meet them where they're at and then we go deeper and deeper and deeper. So in order to take my clients with me on that like trail of shifting their consciousness, because that's the purpose of a reading is to shift their perspective into who they are past their limitations. Um, so in order to, to do that, we, we kind of can start a little bit more surface and then I, and then I kind of go deeper into the soul work. Okay. Does that, does that it does. Sense? So I'm, so it's almost like, not that this is everybody, but it's almost like you're going to the core of like an issue or a problem or a shadow, mm -hmm. perhaps. So I come to you with this shadow work that I have or the work that I'm doing, something that's always like blocking me or keeping me back. And I know what it is and I like, I know it has a name for it. And then you're able to, ch and I can ask you some questions about it, like, well, this is the thing that always blocks me or like, I can't seem to get this right or whatever. Make it. And then you're able to channel to really get into the soul work of why that is. And then give me, I don't know, I'm making words to this, but like okay, give me okay. clarity on it. Yes. <laughs> this no, is like, yes. I know. Yes, no, you're right. And so this is the way that I'll kind of hone it in. It's like, um, in every question, there's like this um, trail of consciousness that we go through and shifting a perspective. And there's also this um, structure of 
of a reading within every question where you ask the question and someone will say like whatever they, wherever they're at now. And then the guides will always explain why they are thinking and feeling that. What is their, their truth? Why they got to that place? Why did they feel that that was true? What is their truth in their higher purpose? And the, and what is their truth beyond that block or that limitation? And then there's always the expanded version and vision of who they are within their soul light. So what is your potential beyond this? What is your unlimited possibilities within this? So it's a way in which you can expand your awareness to, to literally just go down a more, um, another path in your life that is supporting your highest, your highest potential really. So mm -hmm. it's like a way in which you, you are able to shift your perspectives, but always step into your, your higher purpose and connect with your higher self. Okay. Wow. So it's a lot, it's, it's, it's really like soul work and there, there must be because there's many lifetimes, past lives must come up right through the Akashic record and, and all that. Now that's really interesting. Okay. This is just like billions so, of questions coming in my head. Yeah. <laughs> because So, so here's the thing, a past life will come up if it is, if it pertains and is related to your current question or block, it's not going to come up just because just for fun, just to let you know, it's going to come up only if it's tied to the question you asked, but it's also not going to come up unless it needs to. So with the divine intelligence of the guides, if you ask a block around money and it's the biggest block you have is because of a past life, then that will come up. But if the okay, biggest block you have around money is mindset, then they're going to talk about mindset. So okay. there's, there's the root cause is usually, you know, any limitation, it, which could be a mindset, um, a belief system, which also is kind of mindset. Um, uh, yeah, a past life. It also could be energy. It also could be like the way you hold memories in your body, or maybe a chakra that is, that is just needs, um, work or, you know, energy healing. And then they, they also do. And I believe they are doing energy healing while I'm talking. That's mm -hmm. what I've come to realize. Because right. it's so they're shifting vibrations. Right. So it's it's not only a reading, it's a healing. You're getting it's, an energetic healing, cleansing, support. So it's you're literally, and that's a lot of readings are like that, but it's almost like through the transmission, through the channeling, you're also getting you're getting a healing. Your your body's also feeling that on those vibrations and maybe all the like the mental plane, the physical plane, the emotional plane, like all the sheaths are going through a process because it's not just getting, it's not just hearing information, but it's actually energetically processing the information and then changing it on like a structure, right? I would think. Yeah. Energetically. Yeah. Absolutely. So this brings me another question. <laughs> Aren't you so glad that I'm like asking all these questions? Yes, I am because I'm good with questions. <laughs> I'm, I don't always know what to say, but I can answer questions. No, this you're, this is awesome. So someone comes for an Akashic reading. Can they keep coming for an Akashic reading? Is there like time between the Akashic reading? Is it going to change? Do I come six months later, two weeks later, a year later? Like, does it shift? Does it change? 
So, so because this is soul work, it's like the work of your lifetime. So I tap into my records, you know, all the time. So it's unlimited because you, you want to tap into that. Again, it's that realm that holds your infinite presence. It holds your purpose. It holds the blueprint of like your divine plan. So of course you want to tap into it at any time and you can, I used to work with people. I don't remember what I called like kind of these packages where it was like, um, kind of a package of Akashic record readings where we would just have more time to go deeper into issues. So you can keep going into your records. Now, as far as if the information changes, the channeled guidance will change a little bit every time you go into the records, even if it's around the same issue, because it will be what you need to hear at that moment to shift your consciousness, change your perspective, or to just support you in moving forward. So that's why it's good to keep going back because it's, you know, it's so layered, the healing we need. So if you, if you have healing to do around insecurities, like self-worth, of course, one time you go and you ask a question, they might bring up something, a relationship, you know, but then it also is tied to maybe something else that you've been going through in your life. So it's just a way in which to access the different layers around your healing that you need. So it's, that's what, and that's why I teach about it because I believe everyone should have this support system for themselves because it's like therapy. It's like going to a therapist without paying someone, you're just, you know, facilitate instead of just talk therapy. So it's, and I like that you keep saying this over and over again, that it's in the present. So it, you, it's, it takes you where you are at in the moment that you're at. And we know that every moment we're changing and every day we're changing or a different person. And two months from now, I'm going to be different. And, you know, you know, me being a yogi and that's been really my gateway in, you know, like the yogic, like you come to your mat and it's like a reborn, you're reborn, you're reborn. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's a chance to start again, a chance to start again. So it's like in that, and, and all the philosophies and all the energy and all the spiritual context, right? Like Reiki is, you know, just for today, the five principles, right? The, everything is in the moment in the present time. So I like that. That makes a lot of sense to me. So you meet them where, you meet them where they're at and you're, you're channeling for where that person is at, at that moment. So it's beautiful. It really, it really is. You did such a beautiful way of explaining it. And thank you for taking all my crazy questions and answering them so beautifully and and authentically. I love it. I love it. I want to say one more thing about that because it's mind boggling to me that they will explain to me that everything's happening now. So all we really have is our present awareness, right? Which is, I'm like, what? But the reason why we're able to heal the past and the future is when we're tapped into the present moment, it, whatever we believe in our present moment changes and heals our past. So if a past life comes up and it brings it to your awareness now, you're experiencing it in a way again. And by seeing it in a new light, you're healing your past. And then that's changing the trajectory of your future. And that's the way that they explained that, that we, that why or how everything's happening now. Right. It's always amazing to me, like, even as we're speaking now, right, we're in the moment, we're in the moment, we're in the moment, but then like in the past, right? So like 
just those seconds that you're speaking now we're in the right. So it's always at the being present being it's, it's just mind boggling, but it's also just brilliant in the same, in the same text. So I love it. So we can talk about this forever. Clearly I'm going to get an Akashic reading from you. Um, (laughs) Not now. I'm not, not on, not, I'm not going to put you on the spot here. I'm definitely going to reach out to you. What are, you said you teach. So not only do you, and I do, I know you do other things as well, but um, you teach and what, tell me some of the things that you offer and some of the things that you're doing right now. So we can, I can direct people and, and you can share some of your passions. Okay. Well, so yeah, I'm doing Akashic Record readings. I'm also doing um, Akashic Record business readings where, you know, because of the Capricorn, <laughs> I go into someone more, uh, usually I work with more light workers where I go into like reading the energetics of their brand and like helping them align um, their mindset and things like that to their higher purpose. So I'm doing those readings And I am developing a group class on how to read the records, but I just am trying to carve out some time to, you know, write the workbook and do everything like that. But I do, you know, private mentorship and how to read the records. Um, So if, you know, I am doing, I'm really in this building stage of my business. Like I'm, I've done a little bit of group readings. I'm kind of dabbling in everything and seeing like where I want to go more fully, um, I, my, as you know, I have that podcast, your light is fearless. And I've been thinking about doing kind of like a, your light is fearless mastermind for women who want to like overcome fears and kind of, you know, use the Akashic records, you know, with maybe in a group setting to help people in that way. So I'm a little all over the place, but if you go, no, but you know what, that's how my brain works. Like I'm listening to you and I'm like, yep, you go girl. Oh yeah. Mm -hmm. I can see that. Uh Uh-huh. I got the mastermind. I got the group work. I got the one-on-one mentorship. Like I'm like, "Mm -hmm." I I love it. Um, I had something as you were saying, oh, I had another question. So can anybody learn the Akashic records or do you have to be a certain person or? Okay. So yeah, (laughs) of course. Yes. Okay. So So the Akashic records, we're writing our records all the time. We're always connected to it. So it lives and breathes inside of us. So just because you don't know how to access your records maybe, or haven't, it doesn't, it's a part of you. It's your consciousness is, is creating an imprint of, of, you know, what, of who you are within the universal collective consciousness, meaning it's just, it's a part of you. So of course you can tap into it. Um, you know, like prayer is a, is a good way to start. And then of course, also, if maybe you're a psychic medium or you have intuitive, um, developments or any, any skills and channeling, it does. I, I do find that it's quite easier for people to tap into their records because of that. But I always go back to my dad because my dad is someone who I'm teaching how to read the records and he has like zero knowledge or abilities with intuition or anything. And it's very sweet. And, and I love teaching him because it teaches me how to teach someone that doesn't have maybe that door open yet. And so, you know, for him, he might start to see, he feels energy and he will see colors and he will see signs. Um, he's not having full long downloads, but he's having downloads of information. And 
as he is tapping into the records, he's expanding his awareness, which is allowing him to go deeper and deeper. So, you know, yeah, anyone can open it. It's your birthright. And I believe too, that we are all tapping into that in our life, whether we know it or not. I mean, when you have a guide that is telling you information, you know, in a way it's like how we're living within our Akashic records. Right. Okay. That makes sense. I love that you're teaching your dad and, and, and I understand what you're saying about if you have intuitive or psychic or mediumship abilities and you're always, you know, working with those and maybe a little bit easier to access because you're familiar with that you're familiar a little bit with it, but really anybody can do it because it lives and breathes within us. So your dad is sort of like your beta. Um, (laughs) I love it. I love it. Oh gosh. How great that is. Like my dad would never do that. Um, To really understand, to see somebody who's not, you know, obviously he's very, obviously he's intuitive. Obviously he's psychic. He's all those things, but not to the extent maybe as other people, yet. And so he, and he can still access it and still get the information, which I love, which is great. Yeah. Yeah, Because it's, it's your perceiving energy. So we know how to read the language of energy and guides. They're just not so used to doing that. I, but I, I want to say too, this is, I just realized this, my dad was my first reading I ever did in the records. And like, now I'm teaching him how to do that. And I just kind of put those connections together. Wow. He I just really, got chills. Like I got yeah. full body chills, like down my back. Yeah. That was, because I, I heard my grandfather used to read the records when he was, you know, in his commune. Um, I never met my grandfather by the way, but I, I don't know if maybe he's trying to facilitate this, but um, my dad was the one who said, can you ask your people? I need help. That was his way of asking me for a reading um, many years ago. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Well, Amber, I could talk to you forever. And I know know we're going to stay connected and um, I'm definitely going to reach out to you. Um, I love all the things you're doing and your podcast podcast is you want to just plug your podcast and I'll put your uh, information below again. Yes. My podcast is called your light is fearless. Love it. Probably not the best name now that we're talking about branding, right? It's really long, but um, no, I love it. And it's everywhere. So wherever you can find your podcast, podcast players, Spotify, wherever you can listen to podcasts. And um, I will link Amber's information below and you're just a beautiful light. Keep shining it. Um, my Capricorn sister, just keep yes. doing your thing. I, I, I hear all your stuff and I'm like, yes, 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 yes. But I know what it's like, you know, we're, we're, we always want more. Are we doing enough? And you're thinking you're moving, you're breathing when you're not doing anything, you're doing more. So I, I understand. So I think sometimes if somebody ever knew my schedule, they'd be like, wait, I don't understand. Like every day is different for me. And from either teaching yoga, doing meditation, doing a podcast, doing a mediumship reading, teaching about crystals are like, what do you do? I'm like, let's just say (laughs) I have an umbrella of spirituality and the things I enjoy because don't even try to stay, stay ahead. So isn't that good? I feel it's good too, though, because we, you know, we, I'm one of these people too. And I love the whole branding. Yes. But I'm also like, don't pigeonhole me. Let me, (laughs) let me do my thing. So so it's good, but I know 
And then being a mother on top of that, like we were. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And then, and then that, and then just everyday life. So, well, this has been an absolute pleasure. I will leave all your information below. Um, Thank you for sharing your light and thank you for being who you are and um, just being with us today. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. Have a great day. Namaste.